This is VOCM News Talk. Call 709-273-5211 or 1-888-590-8626. The views and opinions of this program are not necessarily those of this station. Here's VOCM News Talk host Linda Swain. Well, good afternoon, everyone. As you just heard in the weather forecast there, and as uh, Claudette uh, Barnes just mentioned, there is a freezing drizzle advisory underway for the Northeast Avalon region. So be aware of that as you head into the evening hours. And if you have any uh, traveling to do, um, that may make uh, your travel plans a little trickier. It is uh, currently uh, pretty drizzly and almost foggy out there now. So visibility is probably going to be reduced somewhat if you are taking to the road anytime into the evening hour. So please be aware of that. Well, by this time next, uh, by this time tomorrow, we're not going to be talking about a freezing drizzle advisory or fog or rain. Something a lot that people have an opinion about for sure. Yeah, we're going to be talking about snow. Yeah. And uh, so the there is a storm on our way, on its way, uh, the eastern portion of the island bracing for the first major snowfall of the season. Meteorologist Ian Hubbard with the Environment Canada Weather Centre in Gander spoke with VOCM's Brian Medore just a few hours ago. Ian Hubbard, meteorologist, Gander Weather Office. Uh, Ian, just paint the picture for us. Uh, What's in the offing for Friday? Yeah, so we have a little low pressure system that's going to be quickly passing uh, through the Grand Banks, and that's going to be bringing some snow to eastern parts of uh, the island on Friday and into Friday night. Uh, Right now, the highest snowfall amounts are expected over the Avalon Peninsula. Uh, Some areas will see 25 centimeters or more with that. And we're going to see some uh, strong winds there as well with some gusts to around 80 for some areas, which will cause some uh, reduced visibilities and blowing snow. So we've got some winter storm watches and some winter storm warnings in effect right now. When does that snow start? Uh, Let's key in on the Avalon Peninsula. And uh, when does it really ramp up? It uh, looks like the snow is going to start uh, just before lunchtime and uh, kind of ramp up from there. But the winds won't really pick up till later in the afternoon, uh, closer towards supper time when we'll start to see it blowing around. And then that snow is going to continue through uh, until after midnight anyway, uh, before it starts to taper off a little bit during the overnight hours. And those winds are going to stay up as they slowly go to the north and northwest overnight and remain uh, gusty on Saturday. So even Saturday is going to be at least blustery. That's right. The main area of snow will definitely have been pulled off by then. But with those winds, uh, we still see some flurries around uh, on and off, particularly uh, right along the coast uh, for the day Saturday, uh, with maybe a few little breaks of sun in there uh, a little bit further south. But overall, still going to be blustery for the day. Now, uh, what is the parameters of the storm uh, once you get off the Avalon? Where is it going to be stormy and where not? Uh, that This snow is going to uh, also affect uh, other parts of eastern Newfoundland, particularly the Buren, Bonavista Peninsula, and Clarenville, those areas. Uh, still looking at maybe 10 to possibly 20 centimeters for those areas. And then as you move further west, uh, back towards central and areas along the northeast coast, uh, it'll drop off a lot there. Uh, still a few centimeters expected, but that's about it. Is this going to be a dry snow or a wet snow, can you tell? Uh, definitely looks like it's going to be a little bit on the cooler side, so a little bit more drier and fluffier. Okay, so so it looks like this one is really going to hit. There doesn't seem to be any doubt with this one, is there? 
Uh, no, uh, the amounts could change if, if the system itself tends to pull a little bit further uh, south or to the east, but uh, generally speaking, looks like these snowfall amounts are, are pretty locked in for the Avalon at this point. So fluffier snow, which is easier on the back when you're trying to clear it away after the fact, but that fluffier snow is a lot easier to drift around. So depending on where you're facing and that sort of thing, uh, you can expect to see a few drifts on the go. Oh, yeah. And uh, one of the places I I usually find, like anywhere where there's open water, for instance, you know, uh, I can just imagine the little small area, if you're going in Paradise near Octagon Pond and Trans-Canada Highway on those barrens, my goodness, I'm just picturing what the driving conditions are going to be like. Yeah, so expect a lot of uh, blowing snow, drifting snow, Mm -hmm. um, that sort of thing. And uh, as uh, Brian pointed out it looks like we're not gonna you know sometimes we think oh i could get a little pass on this there's some you know discrepancy in the models and that sort of thing no no this this is coming this is on its way so be prepared be prepared don't say we didn't warn (laughs) you well the capital city meanwhile uh preparing for tomorrow's storm deputy city manager of public works lynn ann windsor joins me now well happy new year lynn ann windsor uh, happy New Year to you. So the New Year is getting off to a weather bang, so to speak. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the City of St. John's preparations for this coming snowstorm. So city crews are busy preparing for the snow event forecasted for tomorrow, which could bring over 25 centimeters of snow. Crews are preparing equipment for the storm as we speak, installing blades and loading salt. So we will be ready. In terms of the fleet, do you put extra vehicles on when these kinds of things happen? Well, we have uh, we have a lot, lots of equipment always um, always ready for these types these types of events. So uh, so it's just, it's a set amount of equipment, and we use whatever we need to get through whatever snowfall comes our way. In terms of snow clearing strategy, uh, how does that typically work? Well, basically, um, before the snow starts to fall, we'll send out crews with uh, to apply a salt application to most areas of the city. And as soon as the snow starts to accumulate on the roadways, we send out um, equipment to, to cover all areas of the city, and we just continue to plow on a priority basis as the snow event uh, continues. So I imagine that's main thoroughfares, those kinds of things? That's right, yeah. Like priority ones would be your main thoroughfares, uh, your high traffic volume uh, streets. And then we also have a priority two, three, and four, with four uh, being private lanes. Three is mainly your residential streets. Um, So, yeah, we do go in a priority basis. Is it a bit easier when it falls in a, you know, weekend, evening type of uh, time frame? Um, it really doesn't make a difference to us. We have um, a three-shift system here at the city, so there's always crews available. So it doesn't really make a difference when it falls, although we do like it to, to end. Um, it's better for us if it ends late in the night so that we have time in the overnight to clean everything up, and then when people wake up to go to work the next day, it, everything is done. Worst-case scenario for us is if, it, if the snow stops falling at around 6, 7, 8 o'clock, because then we just never had enough time to clean it up and most people get up and then are surprised (laughs) that the snow is still there and trying to get on the go of course yeah so i guess this is a good time to remind people about the uh parking bans 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd like to encourage all residents to subscribe to receive uh, email updates, and you can do that on our website at stjohns.ca. In particular, for the 24-hour parking ban, which is a parking ban that is relatively new, um, just around a couple of years now, but we will most likely be putting that in place sometime tomorrow uh, for this snow event. And you can learn more about all our parking, winter parking restrictions on the stjohns.ca website. Tell the truth now. Do you get excited by snow events or is it kind of like, oh... <laughs> I don't know if I want to answer that question. Uh, no, I feel a little bit of excitement. It's it's good. It's good to, uh, it, it's a good thing. Well, that's what you're here for. So, Lynanne, I do appreciate your time. Thank you so much. No problem. Anytime. So everyone's getting ready. And, of course, uh, your VOCM mornings will have all the latest on uh, any potential uh, cancellations or closures uh, as a result of the uh, weather coming our way. Buren, Bonavista, Clarenville, Avalon Peninsula areas. Uh, looks like we're going to get uh, maybe 25 plus. That's a lot of work. <laughs> it really is. But you know what? It's funny, isn't it? I mean, we're Newfoundlanders and Labradorians. We're Canadians. And yet, when snow's coming, we're always like, oh, really? What? <laughs> no, it's, all, it's, it's always a like a big surprise. Surprise, yeah. And also, you know, there are a couple of things I would like to get. But do I want to venture out to the stores tonight on the eve of our storm? to look for a few things probably not no because there's this whole storm chip run on (laughs) everything right now everybody's (laughs) gonna be you know we can't go one day without having to go to the store you know what the europeans got it knocked haven't they i mean they they embrace all countries japan Asia, uh, northern europe russia all these countries that are used to snow they embrace it like yeah come on with it we're snowy countries we like to complain about it but in reality when you look at some of these places um like cul-de-sacs and that it's a thing people like getting out they might complain about the snow you know getting rid of the snow but it really is almost like an outdoor snow party isn't it snowmageddon right right Um, yeah is that five years ago is it really five years ago this month isn't it you're kidding yes 2019. Wow, what just a blink. Before COVID. It's five years since COVID. Just imagine now how the time flies. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that was such a a weird, magical time, wasn't it? Really it really was. Even other people who were not from Newfoundland commenting on just the camaraderie. You can check by all the various social media posts and the communities that were formed. Um, what a lot of great stories came out of that. It forced us to put that little pause. It certainly did, yeah. And uh, we got back on our feet and walking around, because you had to, if you recall. You couldn't (laughs) drive. Um, And, you know, places that were cleared were just one lane, and so Mm -hmm. it felt closer. It felt more human, if you know what I'm saying. It did. Neighbors were checking on neighbors, and it seemed like people were really going out of their way to make sure that other people, even strangers, were taken care of, which was beautiful. And and snowboarding down, you know, (laughs) Prescott Street, just amazing, just amazing. Uh, anyway, I, I think of it very fondly. I know mm-hmm. it was tough for uh, a lot of people, but I do think on it fondly. And, I mean, we had fireworks in our area, and like you say, cul-de-sacs. And right. I know there were big uh, block parties in Southlands and Paradise and you all that sort of thing. You make the worst out of a, make the best out of a, a bad situation. Uh, out yeah. of a, what, you know, it, 
and let's be honest, like you said, it caused us to all just say, oh, okay, I'm going to live a bit. Mm-hmm. We talked about that yesterday, too, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, when we come back, and we talked a little bit about, you know, how people get a little bogged down by the weather, but uh, has the snowy forecast and the thought of a long winter season ahead got you dreaming about sunnier climbs, Claudette? Oh, always. <laughs> I'd well, like to be warm right now. You are not alone. Winter travel is the topic coming up right after this. This is News Talk on VOCM. Saturday morning, join us for the Irish Newfoundland Show. Send your request to irishnl at vocm.com or submit them online at vocm.com. And getting word now that it is starting to freeze out there and that uh, driving could be a little bit a, t- a little bit touchy. If you're leaving the workplace now, you might expect to do a bit of scraping. Uh, so be aware of that instead of driving around with that little peephole <laughs> in your windshield because that's never safe. So uh, we've got this 25 plus centimeters of snow forecast for eastern portions of the island tomorrow. And that has many, including VOCM's Claudette Barnes, about uh, warmer, sunnier type of uh, locales. Well, Julia Kent of CAA Atlantic joins me now. Well, hello, Julia. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Nice to talk to you. So um, you can't help when you look out the window and realize that we've got another what? (laughs) Here in Atlantic Canada, another what? Three, four, possibly five months of this looking out. So that'd be five. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, you wouldn't blame a lot of people for saying, you know what? I have to go down south. I have to do something. See a little bit of sunshine, get away, some warmer climbs, that sort of thing. Are a lot of people is that on a lot of people's minds? Gosh, it's on everybody's mind, I feel like, this time of year. And uh, we're seeing an increasing number of people, particularly from Newfoundland and Labrador, that are, are taking uh, the bull by the horns and doing that. Uh, so, yes, it's a very popular time to be traveling to warm, sunny destinations. Uh, people are just craving a little bit of sunshine, a little warmer weather. Where are the top destinations? Because here in Newfoundland, we often hear people say, I'm going to the Dominican. That's what we call it. Uh, but where are some of the top uh, destinations? Well, I would say uh, a few things. So first of all, anywhere direct. So if there is a direct option, um, uh, Newfoundland and Labrador, you know, they want to choose that every time because it's it's easier and there's, there's less room for error with less connections. Uh, but second of all... Um, Surprisingly, actually, I would say Orlando is probably the top destination, and there's a few reasons for that. First of all, um, we many of us know Orlando for for Disney World, uh, but second of all, it is a huge cruise, um, you know, hub for people to get to uh, drive to get on cruises. Um, so Orlando is a huge airport, and so it attracts a lot of people, and a lot of people then you know move on from Orlando to do what they need to do in Florida or in uh, uh, the Caribbean. Um, but yeah, I would say Orlando very very popular depending on what you're going to do um other than that there isn't really any data that shows that dominican is the uh, destination of choice uh for people from atlantic canada um but no doubt it is popular cuba Cuba, yeah, also anywhere hot, right? Anywhere down south where there's sun. A lot of people don't discriminate. They're just looking for sun. So we see these people looking this time of year for what we call a flop and drop. They want to go to a beach. They want to flop, drop, and leave all their worries behind. And uh, that seems to be what's most popular. Not necessarily the uh, country that they're going to, but really the type of vacation they're interested in. 
Any interest in uh, warmer climes elsewhere? Let's say, for instance, I don't know, in Europe? There's always uh, some of that, but it does tend to be uh, more in the warmer months, like spring through fall. Um, but what I will point out is that uh, some people go west, uh, particularly around uh, the, the holiday season. Um, and what's really nice is the St. John's Calgary direct flight uh, that's available through Westrat right now. Um, that one's really popular. Like I said, anything direct is really uh, popular, uh, particularly among Atlantic Canadians who are not necessarily as accustomed to direct flights uh, as other regions. Is Mexico still a popular destination? I know it has been, but there have been some issues and advisories and warnings in recent uh, years. Uh, So is Mexico still a popular destination or has that changed a bit? It's still uh, just as popular. Uh, There's a lot of uh, resorts um, and even some communities that are offering things like um, Airbnbs or rental homes uh, that are very popular. So, no, you have not seen any decline in in, uh, people going there. But, you know, as with every country, uh, we urge travelers to to, uh, do their research uh, and and use caution uh, when they're going to anywhere with any sort of advisories. And do people prefer the resort or do they prefer like an Airbnb where they can be ensconced in the community? It depends on the person. It depends on what type of vacation you're looking for. If you're looking for pure relaxation, a resort or a cruise is probably right for you where all the thinking is kind of done for you. Um, But if you're looking to have a little bit more flexibility, maybe with the type of foods uh, or how you spend each of your days, um, you might look into a, a rental home or a hotel. That might be more up your alley. But it really depends person to person. What are prices like these days? Uh, I mean, we all know that, uh, you know, the price of everything has gone up, but are there any deals that can be had? Well, you are absolutely said it. Prices are higher than we've ever seen before, but it does not seem to be impacting uh, people's choice to travel. They are willing to pay that. I think after two years of everyone being kind of confined to their homes, they're just ready to, to, to do it no matter what the cost is. So it's not impacting people's choice to travel. We're seeing travel numbers far beyond uh, 2019. Um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, it's an expensive time to travel. I mean, prices are higher than they've ever been before. We are seeing them come down in some respects and there are deals to be had uh you know uh do your research uh talk to a travel advisor um tell them what your budget is and normally you can find something great work within that and i really recommend last minute deals um if you're really looking uh to to stick within a budget because sometimes just the week before um a travel week you can get a really great deal so that's my my tips uh if you are looking to head down south this winter you spoke about the uh, the top destinations, but there are, are there any hidden gems out there that people are starting to pay attention to? Oh, goodness. There's so many beautiful, beautiful uh, places uh, down south that are warm uh, this time of year. Personally, I really love Costa Rica and the Panama Canal. Those are two things uh, that I've had the privilege of doing, and I would highly recommend. Uh, Costa Rica is just gorgeous, and the people are so kind. Um, So, yeah, that's a personal recommendation, though, not from CAA, just from me. Yes, and I know people who've gone to Costa Rica, and it's a real, um, I don't know, nature experience, isn't it? It's a huge nature experience, the, you know, the bananas, the monkeys. Um, and something a lot of people don't know is Costa Rica has the most incredible education system um, and, uh, and, and university down there. So uh, there's really something for everybody. And you can really get immersed in their, in their culture if you want to be. So, yeah, highly recommend. Well, that's wonderful, Julia. Hopefully you get back to Costa Rica soon. 
I hope so too. That's a really that's a good idea. Thanks for planting the seed. <laughs> well, that's fabulous, Julia. A pleasure as always. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. No problem at all. So Costa Rica. You had me at the bananas and monkeys. Monkeys. As soon as she said monkeys, I was, I was like, because, like, yeah. you know, you're not talking about big, scary monkeys. Little tiny ones. <laughs> you're talking about those little cute little things. Yes. That get up on your shoulder and, you know. I would love on that. You. Well, you know what? That's <laughs> mine is that part. But that really intrigued me when she said that. I'm like, oh, gosh. Because I still love the winter here. Like, I love outdoor activities, even in the winter here. But when you just had a conversation with her my mind just traveled I mean I imagine myself on the beaches and then also on a nature walk thank you for that mind trip Linda well you're most <laughs> welcome how about this for a little mind trip before we go to news with Noah Shepard uh, the mention of monkeys now reminds me of that scene from uh, the Simpsons where um, Krusty the Cr- Clown is hosting a uh, talk show and he's got uh, a zookeeper there and he's got the monkey on I don't know if it was his head or his shoulder and he says and why do they call this a urine monkey? Oh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're up to new on that note. We're all up to news time now with uh, Noah Shepard. This is News Talk on VOCM. Every Saturday is perfect for a night at the cabin. The Cabin Party with Brian O'Connell. Saturday night starting at 7 p.m. on VOCM. Linda Swain back with you. Just getting reports now of a collision at Aberdeen and Stavanger Drive in the east end of St. John's. So if you're traveling in that very busy area, uh, be prepared for a few slowdowns. Uh, Keep your eyes open. Starting to get uh, a little more slippery out there right now uh, as that uh, drizzle that we've been encountering in the metro region throughout the course of the day, um, the temperatures drop and that turns to freezing drizzles. So please be aware of that. Keep your speeds down and um, and you'll get home safe and sound. But in the meantime, uh, collision at Aberdeen and Stavanger this hour. Uh, please be aware of that and expect some slowdowns in that area. Well, 2024, we'll see the in, uh, increased f- federal funds sorry, coming to Newfoundland and Labrador. I asked Finance Minister Siobhan Cody about how that money will be spent. So it looks like there's uh, quite a bit more federal um, money coming our way, whether it be through the uh, federal health transfers, um, all these new housing initiatives that have been announced in recent months, um, and and now uh, being back on equalization, albeit you know um, uh, f- a fairly small amount. So where are the priorities when it comes to um, leveraging the best uh, bang for the buck, if you will, from federal uh, money? Well, we continue to work with, uh, you know, with the, with the federal government to to encourage more investment in Newfoundland and Labrador. You mentioned housing, for example, where, you know, we're accessing every every uh, federal program we can to uh, uh, to ensure that we have the housing supports and developments that are, re- you know, absolutely required in the province. You mentioned equalization because there was a slight technical change in the equalization formula. Excuse me. Last year, um, in the last uh, six months, we are able to access about 218 million dollars in equalization this year. And now, let me put that in perspective. Our total amount, Newfoundland and Labrador's total amount that we receive from equalization, the health transfer that you talked about, and the social transfer, equals about 1.1 billion dollars. 
significant amount of money. But let me compare that to Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia's $5.1 billion. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, New Brunswick accesses about $4.3 billion. So Newfoundland and Labrador gets, you know, a good amount, but it's a modest amount from the federal government, um, you know, mostly because we, we don't collect a whole lot of equalization because we have additional revenues from our offshore oil and gas. But we do get um, we know we do get money for our health transfer and our social transfer, which are very critically important to those programs. And we're continuing to access where we can federal government money. And, and you know, as you know, and as you've heard over the last while, Newfoundland and Labrador is putting a tremendous effort um, in health. And as as you know, we've we've increased is the largest investment we've ever made in 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 healthcare, uh, putting great emphasis on health and putting great. E- emphasis on social programs. You've heard recent announcements on child poverty, recent announcements on on helping seniors, recent announcements on, on you know, cost of living measures, everything to do that we can to help Newfoundlanders and Labradorians. So what kind of cost of living um, help can we see coming up in 2024? Well, certainly we're continuing with the cost of living measures that were announced both in tw- in the budget of 2022 and in the budget of 2023. Uh, we've given a 15% increase, for example, to the income supplement. That uh, I know 162,000 individuals and families receive uh, the income supplement every quarter, and we've given a 15% increase uh, to that. We've given a 15% increase to the seniors' benefits. That's continuing. That impacts about 50,000 seniors and their families here in the province. We've done things like, and I, I you know, hope that those people that uh, heat their homes with oil are putting in their applications for the home heating supplement program. That uh, home heating supplement program uh, get the applications in by mid-January, so we really want people to, uh, that can give up to $500 per household. We've done things like even lowering childcare costs to $10 a day. We started that in January of this of 2023, and I can tell you that's making tremendous uh, supports and help to the to young families in the province. We've done things like um, lowered our gas tax to one of the lowest in the country. Matter of fact, I think the only uh, province that's lower is Alberta. So lowering our gas tax by eight cents uh, is uh, is is impactful when you're going to the when you're you know putting gas in your in your vehicle all those uh, programs are continuing we're, we're looking now towards what we can do for the 2024 2025 budget we'll see uh, we'll see how things uh, progress over the next number of months in developing the next year's budget so that's finance minister Siobhan Cody uh, with a few hints about what may be to come in the upcoming budget and um, how the provincial government intends to uh, prioritize spending when it comes to the uh, bit of extra federal um, monies coming our way. Um, the RNC have issued a uh, advisory for a missing person. RNC searching for missing person Angela Piercy. The RNC is requesting the 
assistance of the community in locating 54-year-old Angela Piercy of St. John's. She was last seen in the Cashin Avenue area of St. John's on New Year's Day. Piercy has a medium build and light-colored hair. At the time uh, she was last seen, she was wearing a blue sweater with black leggings and black boots. Anyone with information on the whereabouts of Piercy is asked to contact the RNC, 729-8000, or a Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS. That's 1-800-222-8477. And you will see uh, Piercy's uh, picture up on VOCM.com. If it's not already there, it will be there uh, shortly. Well, coming up, 2003 was a very difficult year for the province's crab fishery, but the FFAW is optimistic the year ahead will be much more positive. This is News Talk on VOCM. Stay informed and have your say on the news of the day with your VOCM. Join Linda Swain weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 p.m. for an hour of talk and discussion with decision makers and listeners like you. News Talk on your VOCM. And Environment Canada has issued a freezing drizzle advisory. Areas of freezing drizzle expected to occur over the northern Avalon Peninsula, ending sometime overnight tonight. But uh, we're already being uh, notified by listeners that uh, it is uh, starting to get a little bit slick and slippery out there now. Uh, Significant ice um, accretion. Claudette, that's a interesting I thought that Environment was a Canada word. Yeah, because I was thinking it was supposed to be accumulation. Yeah, right? well, but it's, I guess, sticking to things, yeah. right? Like on trees and lines and those kinds of things. And usually when that happens, yeah. you might have some power issues. So uh, just be aware, uh, especially over highest elevations, surfaces such as highways, roads, walkways, parking lots may become icy and slippery. Uh, take extra care when walking or driving in affected areas, says Environment Canada. Looking out for us all. Freezing drizzle advisories are issued when a freezing drizzle and sub-zero temperature is expected to freeze on contact and over time create icy surfaces. So be aware of that already starting uh, with the freezing drizzle in the uh, northern Avalon area. Well, it is fair to say that the 2023 crab fishery was one few will ever forget, but optimism remains when it comes to the season ahead. Here's the rest of my conversation with FFAW President Greg Pretty. Tough year for crab, but uh, the the highlight, I suppose, has been lobster. Yeah, lobster's a boom. Incredible. Fantastic. We've had, uh, we've had harvesters report that... Uh, that they've made um, an incredible uh, seasons this year, um, perhaps the best they've had in some reported in over 30 years. Uh, the, the, it, there seems to be an abundance right through uh, the area, the Newfoundland area, and uh, the, the catches just uh, get better. And of course, the market's in pretty good shape too. But by the way, Linda, that 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 species, uh, the lobster, has a formula. In place, so they're they're paid according to what uh, what happens in the marketplace, and uh, you know um, people are already looking forward to the start of this uh, upcoming lobster season. It's uh, they can't wait to get at it. It's going to be good stuff. There's an abundance of lobster, and the, the market is going in the right direction. So yeah, you're quite right. That is a that is a good news story. It's also now the second largest uh, uh, fishery uh, income wise. In uh, in the province, so it's it is it's uh, it's an up and comer. 
And now we got this new cold storage facility at Gander International Airport, uh, ostensibly to get that product, fresher product, to the market quicker. Uh, that must be good news. Anything that opens up markets to to harvesters is uh, is good news. But we have to ensure uh, through the processes that uh, the returns go to where they belong to people who catch uh, catch the product. Now, it's not just about fish. Uh, the FFAW uh, represents uh, quite a few people in a number of sectors, and uh, uh, including Valley Long Harbor. Uh, there's been some concerns there with contract flipping. Tell us what's happening there. Well, uh, you know, some of these large international global companies get some uh, special breaks on labor laws, and uh, they, Valley in particular, has a... Uh, has a um, a stipulation in the regulations where they can flip their contracts and which means that uh, <clears throat> they can constantly go to contract and uh, have people bid on uh, lower wage rates that's it in a nutshell it's happened at LA it's happened offshore here it's not fair to workers it's not fair to people men or women who take those skilled trades uh, training and and wind up with uh, with very comfortable wages, uh, particularly working with a global giant like that to to go to work every day and have a concern that uh, the company is going to pull the plug on their on their wages. In fact, what happened last year was uh, we had um, we had members actually went to work on their own old jobs under a new company for less money. So that's pretty pathetic uh, labor and uh, labor relations and uh, we have uh, spoken with the province on that and we continue to make that an issue uh, moving forward. Contract flipping has no place in Canadian society and uh, that's our position and it's just uh, once again an issue of uh, fairness. A contract is a contract is a contract and because valet has a contract it doesn't mean that a five-year contract can be reduced to 35 days. So that's what's going on there, and uh, we're hoping that will that will be uh, uh, dealt with in uh, 2024. So you've been at this, uh, you know, most of your adult life. Uh, so you know, what's it been like at the helm now that you got more than a year under your belt? Um, there's been a lot of tumult in the uh, industry, as we all know. We've been talking about for ages now. Um, but when you're leading um, the union, what's it like? What's it been like? Well, it's uh, it's been extremely interesting. Let me let me just say that we knew that we knew the crab was 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 the market was sliding. We knew that. I don't think anybody could predict on our side that we'd actually have a crash. So that caused, uh, as as you know, I mean, it, it got the province in a a real uh, pickle. It it had an, a devastating effect on our members. I I am uh, I am happy that I was able to to guide. Uh, workers through that process to to the point where we got on the other side of that, and we realized that you know uh, one of the things coming out of this was the was the formula that we negotiated, but was also calling for a, a third party uh, examination of that FOS, and I think uh, that's very telling uh, on the leadership of this outfit. 
and but it also vindicates leadership, Linda, because the thing wasn't working, and there's now a process to get it in place. Uh, so that that was the big one. It is uh, it is. I've been around a long time, as you said, and I've I've seen um, seen difficult situations. But uh, what we went through this year, I, I we haven't seen that since uh, anything uh, vaguely like that. Uh, but I had to congratulate uh, the team, our elected leadership in plants and uh, in on the boats uh, of getting through this and uh, you know getting ready to to fight again. And getting ready to to make a living in this uh, this, this industry, so I'm glad I'm a part of that, and I'm uh, quite pleased that I uh, I was able to help. So, uh, what are your hopes now heading into 2024? Well, 2024, if I had a if I had a list, I'd uh, I'd want the uh, I'd want that uh, crab formula in place. I want. Northern cod back. I want mackerel. I want the uh, Gulf redfish quotas established. I want to have a buyout for for harvesters in the shrimp fishery. They've gone through a lot, and uh, you know I think if we can get these uh, items in place, and uh, you know uh, a, re- a reformed EI system. Everybody talks about it. Federal politicians love to talk about. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to refor- We're going to review the uh, EI system. Nobody does it. Uh, there's no clear example of a, a the need of a EI review than what we just went through. So I think if we can get that tied up in a little tiny, in a bundle, we'll have a pretty good uh, year moving forward. That's FFAW President uh, Greg Pretty on. Um what he hopes in the year ahead when it, in terms of the provincial fishery. Well, uh, you just have to look out the window and you can see that the accretion has begun. It's going to be a new word for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, uh, that freezing drizzle is sticking, is sticking to surfaces and is... Uh, uh, so if you're leaving the office right now, be careful crossing the parking lot. You're, you could probably expect to do a little bit of scraping, especially here on the Northeast Avalon um, and be careful driving home because it's going to be a bit slippery. Now I know that uh, a lot of places are putting their salt out now to make sure that people are safe and sound but you just don't know where you're going your little foot may fall and how slippery it might be so uh, be careful out there. So true. Um, we received personally, everybody at work received an email about our parking lot. And it's a good reminder because we might be talking about it all the time. But then, you know, once your quitting time hits, you don't kind of just waltz you on You get out. so focused, don't you? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, time yeah, to go home. Time to go home. And then you got all these things in your head. But, but one misstep out on that parking lot could mean that you could be off work for Or even just outside your door. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, be aware of that if you happen to be in these areas where the freezing drizzle is occurring which is uh, right now primarily the north northern Avalon, but uh, you just don't know, so uh, please be aware of that. And, of course, this is the time of year when a lot of people, um, emergency rooms start to see those injuries from trips and falls and slips and falls and those kinds of things, and some of those injuries can be bad. I've known people who have uh, broken arms and broken wrists and the like because what do, what's the first thing you do when you feel yourself going? Yeah, you put your hands down. The hand goes mm-hmm. down, right? Um, uh, you know, Cossacks, 
What? Is that the word? Your cossacks? Oh, I didn't know how your to little tailbone. Your tailbone. I, I saw that on a prescription once cause <laughs> for physiotherapy, and I thought it was pronounced cockix, but you might be right. <laughs> I've learned a couple of things today from you, Linda. Accretion and, and cossacks. There, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, we'll be testing you on this tomorrow. Uh, and uh, join us tomorrow on this um, uh, episode of Jeopardy. Um, well, yeah, your your cossacks, your tailbone. I've known people who've done that too, gone right down and, and broken their uh, tailbone. And that's not fun, I can guarantee you. And then there's hips and legs and all the rest of it. And let me tell you something. If you lose your mobility, it really gives you a different perspective on life. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, just be aware of all of that. It is going to be slippery out there. Are you a Britney Spears fan? Oh, that is a loaded question. I feel for her because of her tumultuous life, the whole conservatorship, um, but she's made a rebound. I mean, her book is so popular. She's coming out with a volume two this time around. That's um, right. Yeah. And uh, I know that uh, in some circles, Britney Spears is even more popular now than she was at the height of her musical That's career. But yeah. she's uh, she's shooting down rumors now of a new album vowing to never return to the music industry. At the same time, Spears noted in Wednesday's Instagram post that she's still writing music. She says it's just for other people. She hasn't written more than, um, she says she's written, sorry, more than 20 songs for other people in the last two years and she enjoys ghostwriting. Uh, since being released from the infamous conservatorship that controlled her life, money and uh, voice for nearly 14 years, Spears has released two singles in collaboration with Elton John and Will I Am, respectively. Her last full album was 2016's Glory. Just want to interrupt you for just a yeah. moment. Uh, Greg Smith uh, sent us a message because uh, you mentioned already the accident at Aberdeen and Stefanger, but he says traffic is still impacted and being directed through the intersection by the RNC. Okay, so still a slowdown in that area, collision at Aberdeen and Stavanger Drive in the east end of St. John. Still slow going in that area, RNC, directing traffic around that scene as we speak. So uh, be patient, you'll get where you're going. Uh, just be aware that you are going to encounter some slowdowns there. And it's going to be generally slower going in the metro area anyway because of uh, this freezing, freezing rain, rain that we're experiencing right now. And um, with any luck, you have your car already started to help with the scraping. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a workout. I actually am going to embrace that because I could really do with some upper arm strength, and that will help me. Over do you the find the months. scrapers are adequate, though? Like, I just don't find that scrapers oh, are made I have for a Newfoundland. One. Oh. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, yeah, anyway, I don't want to describe it because I'll just make you laugh, but it's perfect. <laughs> you got the gear. Got the gear. Oh, yeah. Not like the credit card. No. I mean, I've done all that. But my husband one year gave my, me a gigantic scraper. I mean, it's gargantuan. It really is. So I love it. Oh, yeah. Come on with it. I can't lose it because it's so big. But the only thing is it takes up your entire vehicle. Right. <laughs> I find, you know, where do you put it? Yeah. Because I like to put it in the passenger seat so quick and easy access. Yeah. And then, you know, there's always somebody in your passenger seat, so they're like, get this out of my way, and they throw it in the back seat, and then you're feeling around for that. And Yeah, you need a couple strategically placed, I find, in your vehicle and in your purse. And sometimes those little, <laughs> little small ones are pretty good. Oh, they're great. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And you you want to have a mitt nearby as well. A mitt? Well, yeah. Look well, for your own little that you're freezing. Thingies, yeah. Yes, freezing doing that. I thought you had some kind of magic mitt. Oh, I've done that too. I've seen them. I don't, I'm sure I've had one, but I lost it. You know, the magic mitt. There is a mitt. That, that really is a magic mitt? There's a mitt that goes over and is part of a scraper. So you just slide your hand in. Oh, right? Oh, baby. Oh, now, baby. That's a gift for Linda for Secret Santa <laughs> next year. <laughs> um, Claudette, a pleasure as always. Thanks for this. Yes. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll keep you up to date on the uh, on the storm situation. And do listen to uh, our your VOCM mornings tomorrow morning. We'll have all the latest on any potential closures and cancellations as well. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone.